and welcome to the world of Pokemakers. <laughs> Oops, did we put an episode in the wrong feed? Wait, are we? Where are we? This is the wrong podcast. What? Help! Uh, ah, I'm trapped in a podcast and I can't. Get out. I've been isekai into a podcast. <laughs> oh man. Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted, he said sorry Pokemakers But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a podcast Hello and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. And it is our pen ultimate episode. Oh my gosh. What are we sorting today, Alex? Our other goddamn podcast. We're sorting our own fucking <laughs> podcast because we can do that. And we can swear about it on this one. We're going to fucking swear about Pino. <laughs> Motherfucking Pino, bitches! Uh, I do- Okay, as much as I love Pokemakers, there is, like, such a freedom of being able to just say fuckwild shit on this podcast and not have to worry about it being, like, family-friendly. I can swear. I Sometimes I hold back on Pokemakers. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I want to be like, fuck yeah, Puddlefish. Look at that fucking hairball! That's an adorable, fluffy, rabbit bunny ball! <laughs> fuck yeah, fuck yeah, hairball! Woo! Sometimes we just gotta get rowdy about Pokemon. <laughs> oh man, what? How, how did Tanner want to describe Porter as a bastard? Was it just a bastard? Yeah, just a fucking bastard or something like a scrungly bastard. <laughs> yeah, it had to settle for just like a, just a just a little guy or something. <laughs> a little gremlin, fucked up little guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're ending our show. Next time's gonna be another. Like, special topic. So for this special topic, we're just going to be the most self-indulgent fucks you've ever heard. Because we can. And make a podcast about our own other podcast. Because we can. Who's going to stop us? What, we're going to end the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, take that, Britty, I guess. (laughs) Fuck you, Britty, trying to cancel us. That's not... We did this. (laughs) I don't... Well, that's the implication. Who else could have been like, what are you going to do? End the podcast? Like, who else could, quote unquote, oh, end the podcast but Brittany? We could get, like, really bad backlash from our three <laughs> listeners who are like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. Please stop podcasting. And we'd feel so ashamed that we would have to. Do we have to post an apology video podcast? Yeah, an apology podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. This is my apology. I'm just... I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if what I did offended you. We were really... I'm so sorry if you felt offended by it. (laughs) I have done nothing wrong. (laughs) Ever in my life. We got got some wild energy in this one. (laughs) We were just excited to be done. (laughs) Alex? Yeah? for For those people who may not know... Anyone who, for some fucking reason, is listening to this shit show, but not Pokemakers, which I genuinely don't think applies to literally anyone who is listening to this. Hope not. But just in case, 
What's Pokemakers? We mention it every fucking episode. <laughs> um, consider this a just a, just one big advertisement for our other podcast. Yeah. If you listen to this one and you don't listen to our other podcast, uh, this is us telling you to go listen to our yeah. other podcast. This show's ending. If you want to continue getting our energy, we're still going to be making Pokemakers. Uh, Pokemakers is our other podcast. Uh, it is a Pokemon creative podcast? I don't know how yeah. to, to explain it. Uh, <laughs> play the ad right here. Just play the Pokemakers ad spot here, now. Okay. Welcome to the world of Pokemakers. We're Professors Fierce and Fierce, but you can call us Alex and JD. And we're making an all-new Pokemon game. But not, like, coding it, just in podcast form. What does that mean? Well, we're going to have discussions planning out our own region. Characters such as gym leaders, professors, and our own evil team. And of course, all new Pokemon. Check us out at Pokemakers on Twitter, on the Pocket Podcast Network, or wherever you find podcasts. Gotta, Gotta make them all. all! So we make Pokemon, and with like, the idea is we're putting all together all the elements to create a Pokemon game without any of the coding or the practical work involved. We're just talking about it, and Alex does some drawing. And I, I tell her things to draw. I do some art and we post it on Twitter yeah. of some of the Pokemon because it's fun and it feels like a very visual medium but yeah. like we're talking about it so like you gotta you gotta supplement it a little bit yeah it's a cre- we, we we talk about Pokemon we make things and today we're gonna be sorting the characters we've made on that podcast primarily the human characters everyone's favorite part of Pokemon <laughs> Uh, we've gotten pretty far into the game that we're making, yeah. the, the, the quote-unquote game that we're making on Pokemakers. Yeah, Pokemakers um, is very much a show with seasons, with each season being a game, and once we finish this game, we'll make a new game, and we're... We're, we're not quite done with Ulsea, no. but we're we're getting to that, like, final quarter. Yeah, like, yeah, I'd say we're, like, three quarters of the way through at least yeah. or so. Um, we don't really have any more characters to introduce. Yeah, apart from maybe, like, little minor ones some, for the most part. Some minor part. ones, but most of our major characters have been established, yeah. and so we can just talk about them. Yeah. I mean, also, when else are we going to talk about this show? In two weeks' time, this podcast won't exist anymore. Yeah. Let's get into it, then. Let's sort our characters. For the, we are going to be primarily focusing on the self-insert characters. Although for ourselves, it's not the self-inserts. We've got the other characters that are the self-inserts. What do you mean by self-insert character? Well, most of our self-inserts are the gym leaders. We had guests on Pokemakers who came on to make gym leader characters. And one or two other characters that we'll get to on the list eventually. So, a disclaimer up front. Most of these characters share their names with the person who created them. We are not sorting the people who made these characters. We don't sort real people. Several of those people have been on this podcast in the past anyway. Yeah. And I think, you know, unless we forgot, which we definitely have done, we usually ask people what their Hogwarts house is when they come on. Yeah. We're going to sort the characters in the order they were created on the show. So up first is Mike. Mike is the electric type gym leader. Of Surgeport. Mike was created by Mike. <laughs> who wanted to give him a different name, and we had to convince Mike that, yeah. no, 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 you've created a musician character. Mike is a perfect name for yeah. an electric-type musician character. Most people who would later come on the podcast were like, no, I want this to be I want this to be my name. It's like, okay, they don't have a pun, but it's fine. This is your character. And Mike wanted a different name, but your name's Mike, and you've made a coffee shop musician. Deal with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think he he mostly goes by Michael. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we think of him more as Mike mostly because of Pokemakers. <laughs> Sorry if we've overstepped our bounds in giving you a nickname, I guess. 
Yeah, we fucking we fucking nicknamed that guy. Whoever would have thought to call no. someone named Michael Mike? No, I just mean like if he prefers Michael, we've just always called him Mike. Get nicknamed, son. And like we did never consult him on that. It happened. <laughs> it just happened. You have been nicknamed. <laughs> Deal with it. I'm sorry if you don't prefer that. I'm sorry that we're your friends and have a colloquial name that, by which we address you. Uh, Get friended, bitch! But also, like, it's your name and we'll call you what you want to be called. I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but you're our motherfucking friend! <laughs> this is such a weird energy. I like it. So Mike is grungy. Yeah. Sim- like, which is represented by the fact that his signature Pokemon... I guess we can talk about people's signature Pokemon. We can, here. yeah. Like, we can at least mention them. Exemplified by his signature Pokemon... Grungetal, or no, well, Doomatal, which evolved from Grungetal. Yeah, Grungetal. Doom Metal. He wears yeah. plaid because he's from a Portland-esque area. <laughs> he's you're, he's he's just a, a grungy musician, you know, the yeah. ripped jeans, the plaid shirt, the... He plays in coffee shops, but you're never quite sure which one he's going to be at. you got to find him. He's a little bit of a hipster, a bit of a mysterious man. Yeah. I think he's got Ravenclaw energy. Yep. That creative musician. But also, like... Like, it's, it's a specific kind of creativity where, like, he really cares about the art. Yeah. He really cares about the music. Yeah. He's not just doing it for for the money or the clout. He is, yeah. like, in it. Compared to other musician characters in Pokemon in the past, which tend to be a bit more broadly successful and famous. Like, he is just hanging out in coffee shops playing his music. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's a it, it feels like a pretty cut and dry sorting. Mike's a Ravenclaw. Cool. Well, up next is Gwen. Gwen is Gwen, who's like I'm gonna be honest, uh, 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 like <laughs> still after a year and a half since we made it, and like with all the characters we've made since then, Gwen's character and Jim concept are still very much my favorite <laughs> of all of the characters and concepts we've got That's on Pokemakers. It's very good. It's so good. Gwen is a character who was made by Gwen. <laughs> also of Green Mountain Mysteries. Shout out to Green Mountain Mysteries. Most of our guests. Were Green Mountain Mysteries. At least half of them. No. No, not half of them. A third of them. (laughs) Well, half of the guest people who made gym leaders, because we're not guests, and Tana didn't make a gym leader. Look, math is hard. This isn't a math podcast. House Hot Take, this isn't a math podcast. House Hot Take. Let's make our new podcast a maths podcast. No! Yeah. (laughs) No, but just... Just, just hear me out, right? Mm-hmm. The podcast begins. Hello and welcome to the Maths Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about 12. <laughs> okay. 12 is a two-digit number composed of the digits 1 and 2. The first two digits, not counting 0. And uh-huh. no one does. If you count 0 as a digit, fuck you. I hate you. <laughs> That's the energy that our math podcast has? 0 is not a digit. Hashtag... House hot take. Zero is not a digit. I think this might have to be a solo project for you. I don't think I have anything to say about the number 12 other than my birthday falls on a 12. That's important. Also, are you kidding me? 12 is great. It is a very... There are lots of things to say. Factorable into one... By one, two, three, four, and six. Pretty good. Goes into 60. We're talking about Gwen. Gwen is not maths. She's not. She's not a math. Gwen came on and, like, based on the fact that she herself worked in an animal shelter? Something I think, along those lines. Created a wildlife sanctuary gym 
She is the dark type gym it's leader. It's a dark type gym. Which is such a good take on dark type. It's so good. Because her gym as a wildlife sanctuary with like has lots of abandoned Pokemon. Pokemon that have been abandoned and hurt and abused by their trainers because they were dark and they like people didn't misunderstood them because they're still just animals. And so she tra- takes these dark type Pokemon, but she t- takes care of them and gives them a home. And it's such a good fucking concept. I can't get over it. It is very good. Ugh. The like gym gimmick for this one was that she will lend you one of the like dark type Pokemon uh, that she's rescued to like train with and bond with so that they get more used to people or something. Yeah. Uh, and then if you want, you can keep one. <laughs> you can adopt one. And like, she's just always carrying the potions and... Yeah. She's got the green and yellow... She's got the green and the yellow hair. Yeah. It's very cute. Oh. I want fun hair. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. T- caretaker, like, ultimate caretaker. Like, although Gryffindor... Because it's brave to like be, brave. be the one to stand up for these like misunderstood, neglected Pokemon. So many people could easily just be like, why are you helping them? They're evil Pokemon. See, that, yes, brave. But it reads to me more of like a sense of justice. Sure. And like a oh, doing yeah. the right thing. When and you I say that, you're right. And I think it swings back Hufflepuff. You're right. There is, there is, there is courage in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's a Hufflepuff courage. Like, yeah. It's, like, why are you doing this thing? Why are you taking care of these dark type Pokemon? Because someone has to. Because they're hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair that they don't get love and attention. You're right. Like, that's that's Hufflepuff. You're right. Yeah. Let's talk about Tom. Tom? Tom, the dragon type gym leader. Oh, yeah. The nerd gym leader. <laughs> he literally wears socks and sandals. I got permission to do that. <laughs> I didn't just do that. I asked him if it was okay <laughs> before I drew that art. I was like, hey, Tom, can I put your character in socks and sandals? And I'm sure Tom was thrilled for you to do so. He was like, yeah, <laughs> go for it. Because Tom takes the utmost pride in being a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Of the three characters so far, this is the one that feels the closest to a, a, a literal self-insert. Yeah. Because it's he, like he runs... He runs a, a, well, like a board game cafe with a heavy focus on like TTRPGs, tabletop role-playing games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his his Pokemon Hexahedragon. Is that what it was? No, Pixahedragon. Yeah. His Pokemon Pixahedragon has a dice theme to it. It's it's it got is, a yeah. icosahedron in there, and you know D twenties and various dice as part of its design. It's very fun. It's a fairy that evolves and becomes a dragon, like Dungeons and Dragons. It's very good. Also, did we mention that Tom was created by Tom of Green Mountain Mysteries? Green Mountain Mysteries. Just to get that out there. Where Tom plays the main character in a tabletop roleplay game. Is there a main character of a of a ensemble cast? I feel like Tom's <laughs> character is the main. You know who's really the, the main character of Green Mountain Mysteries? Mike. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's not necessarily the main character. He's just the most character. He's the god character. He, he's he's most characters. He's just the most character. I like that. <laughs> Tom, though. Mike's the DM. GM? Tom, though. Tom, specifically the fictitious Pokemon yes. ca- trainer Tom, who has a dragon. He's still Mike's brother in this. Yeah, because that's cute. <laughs> So again, creative energy. Just mm. the way he expresses that creative energy is very different. Yeah. Very imaginative. Yeah. Very... 
because within the, in this he is play, he is in the role of the game master yeah. of his gym where like all the gym trainers are in full on like they're supposed they're to be in, in cosplay costume, yeah. and they're in character as like knights and whatever other kind of stuff whereas Tom is just wearing his normal clothes because he's like he's in charge of the game and he's he's yeah. directing yeah so it's a very it's a very different kind of creative energy to writes and plays music yeah but it is still a very creative energy yes this one though I'd say is a lot is again a lot closer to a Gryffindor kind of creative energy okay not that you don't need the courage to perform in general but like the like I feel like you're on the spot so much more as a as a GM, mm. especially a particularly public GM, compared to music, yeah, with yeah, music yeah. you're playing the music and like you can have, have you can know exactly what you're doing up to the moment. As a GM, you've got to be ready to think on your feet. You've got to be fast and ready to just dive right into it. That is kind of Ravenclaw, though. Oh, it's not not Ravenclaw. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, but the willingness to be on that spot and ready to mm. take charge and make those calls. Because it's scary, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just saying it's a... Like, the the kind of creative energy feels a lot closer to a Gryffindor kind of creative energy. Sure. I, I, I do agree with what you're saying. I don't think I agree quite enough to say Gryffindor, though. Sure. I'm not necessarily saying that. I, oh, okay. I thought we'd have a discussion about characters... Yeah, fair house, enough. Hogwarts no, no, no. Houses. There, there, I see a streak of Gryffindor in there. <laughs> I think, ultimately... What it comes down to is he's doing this thing because it's something that he loves very much. It's something that he enjoys. Yeah. It's it's a passion. Okay. And I feel like it is an intellectual passion. <laughs> I, that kind of phrasing I don't think I quite agree with. <laughs> like, specifically just the, the idea that because it is an intellectual pursuit, therefore, like, it being a passion is inherently a Ravenclaw kind of thing. It's more of like the the like the all in nature mm-hmm. of it, which I know you were saying is Gryffindor, but it's the like Yeah, I think very much the all in performative nature of it is a more Gryffindor thing. I think I'm I think I was ready to go Ravenclaw, but then you <laughs> brought me more around to Gryffindor. No, no I'm trying I'm trying to explain. <laughs> um, it, it's the all-in-ness of it feels very akin to me of like going really big into a series of books like like super deep reading a thing studying and like being completely absorbed in like a a content of some kind Mm -hmm. which feels so Ravenclaw to me like Hermione (laughs) 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 fine you can put him in Gryffindor I don't care Wow, you don't care. I do care. I Tom, I'm sorry. Alex doesn't care about you or your character. I do care. I think I think he's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> then fight for it. I'm trying. You're losing. He's a big old nerd. Gryffindor. <laughs> nerd vibes. A Gryffindor. So you're saying that a nerd is inherently a Ravenclaw? No. Because if you do say that, I would like to introduce you to yourself. I'm more Ravenclaw than Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah, you also wouldn't freaking GM for a public audience. Define public audience. Like, people who come in and just, like, randomly show up that you don't know. I'm thinking about about running a game for WagonCon next year. Well, you can't just... It can't just be that having a nerdy hobby 
that even if you are passionate about it and like it is a, a major athlete of your life, that cannot be the thing that makes you automatically a Ravenclaw. I think the way in which you go about pursuing that hobby matters. Fine. I'm not sold. <laughs> you feel very sold. And I don't have any counter arguments. <laughs> then I guess Alex wants to put Tom in Gryffindor. <laughs> it's just a vibe. Ravenclaw is not a bad sorting by any means. Tweet at us and tell us what you think. Let's talk about Sam. Sam? Sam is a Gryffindor. Yeah. Sam is the psychic type gym leader of a hair and beauty salon. Hair and beauty, right? Like it's a, it's yeah. It's, Sam specifically is is a is a hairdresser slash barber and focuses on that. But the overall the gym on in, on the whole is a whole appearance based thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just kind of a salon. Yeah. Uh, Sam was created by our good friend Sam. Yep. Who has been on this podcast before? Yep. He's twice. Yeah, he sorted Lord of the Rings, and was he on? Demon he was on Slayer? Demon Slayer. Yeah. 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 We just had both of them. Yeah, we did, we never had one without the other. <laughs> um, and I. Miss I mean, we, what well, we did on Pokemakers. Sam, if you're listening, I miss you. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. Sam, the real person is trans, and made Sam the character to also be trans, and openly so. And, because hell yeah. Yeah, and further along in transition. Specifically wanted them to wear an open Hawaiian shirt that would be allowed, able to display top scars. Yeah. Top surgery scars. Cause like, and like, that is an act of courage in and of itself, first of yeah. all. But also, like the way Sam in the game encourages people to d- portray themselves. Like, Sam, the whole vibe of Sam's gym is that... He's encouraging you to question the way that you present yourself. Yeah. And is it how you actually want to present yourself, or is it what is to be expected of yeah. you? And be... And just to help you find how you personally want to present yourself. Like, yeah, your find own, your look. Your own sense of style and your own sense of you. It's like, do you want to wear this kind of makeup? Yay or nay? Okay, move next thing. Like, how do you want to dress? Is this what you want to dress? Do you want to dress as you are? Or would you be interested in this new style? Or burba derba derba der? Yeah, any two of those are accompanied with a battle. <laughs> <laughs> with the various gym trainers. Yeah. Um, I, I love that as a concept very, very much. Oh, yeah, it's great. The whole, yeah. And I think very just good. the fact that that is the major focus of Sam in, in as this character. I think sets it out as Gryffindor. It does feel very Gryffindor, like having the courage to like be yourself and yeah. like question what other people are trying to push onto you. You know, yeah. like just like you'd certainly have to be brave to go to Hogwarts as openly trans. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Ah, uh, ah! Uh, uh. Like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when like people were like, like before all this shit happened, and there was the the. The headcanon people were like, because uh, of the stair, boys not being allowed to go up the stairs to the girls' dormitory yeah. or whatever, and like trans kids at Hogwarts being like using those and the stairs like reflecting their true gender identity. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, those are there because the author is a tough. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we'll always have Fanon. Yeah. Fanon is better. Oh, infinitely so. <laughs> Fanon will always be better. Yeah. House hot take. Fuck you, Hogwarts. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, House Hot Take, Fanon is better. <laughs> Which actually is at least something. <laughs> House Hot Takes haven't been anything for a long time. Usually they're an opinion. No, they used to be. 
That went out the window a long time ago. Now house hot take is just a thing to say to emphasize the next words. <laughs> I will miss house hot takes. <laughs> yeah, just the batshit insanity of it. <laughs> Sam's a Gryffindor. Sam's a Gryffindor. Captain Peg. Captain Peg. Our first character on this list who does not share their name with their creator. Yeah. Captain Peg was made by Carmel, mm-hmm. who was also on the episodes of Lord of the Rings and Demon Slayer. Yeah. And also, Carmel, if you're listening, I miss you too! <laughs> Mike, Gwen, and Tom, Alex does not miss you. Well, I've never... <laughs> I've never lived at their house! <laughs> wow! Wow! Do you hear that, Mike, Gwen, and Tom? You're not Alex's real friends because you've she's never lived at your house. That's not what I said. You implied it, though. <laughs> you're, you're correct. You can't, <laughs> you can't be my friend unless I have lived at your house. You heard it here first, folks. House hot take. Alex is a bitch. <laughs> That's if look. It's really easy to be my friend. <laughs> just invite me to live. You just you me. just have to let me live at your house. <laughs> captain Peg. <laughs> captain Peg is a non-binary pirate captain of the. Sword gym, that's not it. Steel type gym. Nope. <laughs> no? No. Oh, it's not steel type. It's not. It's the fighting type it's gym. It's the fighting type gym. I forgot about swords. <laughs> <sighs> fighting type gym on a boat. Boat. We say pirate. Captain Peg is not actually a pirate. Captain Peg runs like an adventure cruise. Essentially, yeah. Which like the player would use to travel between towns and not even realize they're on the boat that is the gym until it happens. Yeah. And they're quote unquote attacked by pirates. Uh, they orchestrate, you know, like a big theatrical performance yeah. of like the ship getting uh, attacked by pirates, and then oh no, we need a strong Pokemon trainer to fight. The vicious Captain Peg, and then Yar. you go fight them, and it's oh, now you got your gym badge, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's like it's a whole thing of theatrics, and yeah. it's kind of like like a murder mystery like train dinner, yeah, 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 like that sort of thing, uh, but like as a boat <laughs> and a gym and a gym, and it's affiliate like the the boat gym itself is affiliated with a nearby town that is. Loosely based on what's the actual what's the town? Ashland. Ashland. Oregon. Oregon. Um, which is where the Oregon Shakespeare Festival takes place. They like Shakespeare. Yeah, so it's it's associated with you know this big acting town yeah. and the theatrics and Captain Pegg is a performer. Yeah. Captain Pegg's a Gryffindor. Captain Pegg's a Gryffindor. They're like, absolutely a fucking gung ho. Fuck yeah. Side note, like we 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 made our two. We've made our non-binary characters, our trans character and our just non-binary character are both mm. Gryffindors because that's fucking brave in the face of bullshit turfery. Fuck you. Yeah. But also, gender aside, mm. the theatrics. Oh, of- yeah. Just the, the whole performative <laughs> nature. Gryffindor. Yeah. The performative nature, the just like center of attention spotlight. Yeah. You convinced me that Tom was a Gryffindor because of the, the theatrics and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. of DMing in a game store. <laughs> and, like, absolutely a pirate yeah. costume charade, whatever. Nonsensory. Yeah, that's absolutely Gryffindor. That's even more Gryffindor. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's not. I'm agreeing it's Gryffindor. Yeah. It's not a gendered <laughs> thing. Oh, no, no, no. More just like saying that, like, to be 
trans or non-binary in the face of the turf bullshit is brave is my my point there yeah experimenting with your gender identity in any way is fucking brave yeah everyone should question their gender identity at least once yeah i questioned mine and said am i a dude yeah (laughs) i questioned mine was like am i a lady close enough (laughs) (laughs) anyway john the gym leader of the steel type gym (laughs) oh yes this one's a sword gym (laughs) (laughs) to be fair he did want to have own edge on his team because it's as the closest thing to a kitchen knife pokemon (laughs) uh john was made by john of home viewing and them's the facts and of Thor beef fame. <laughs> and of sorting Yuri on ice. Oh yeah, we sorted Yuri on ice. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we resolved the Thor beef. I forgot. <laughs> Thanks for the beef. Thanks for the beef. Speaking From of your beef. kitchen. <laughs> eh, speaking, eh, of, eh. speaking of beef. John likes of, to cook. Speaking of beef, John's Pokemon is a pig. John likes to, John likes to cook. John's so Pokemon is a beef pig. His his gym is a kitchen. Yeah, of a restaurant. You go to a fancy restaurant and you go through the kitchen, and the gym itself is the kitchen part. Yeah, and it's steel type because of all of that like stainless steel, fancy kitchen cookware aesthetic. But also, he has a metal pig. Yeah. You know. Uh, it's got like iron, and it's kind of it's like a rusty pig. That's yeah. The little. It, it finds... Rusty mushrooms. It finds mushrooms. Maybe the mushrooms have high iron content, and that's how it finds it. It's slightly magnetically oh. attracted to them. Anyway. John Cooks. John Cooks. What house do you think? Hufflepuff. Oh. Likes food. Ooh. <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> that's why I left before I said it. I knew you were going to shut me down. Let me give you this. Uh-huh. John is the best. John works hardest to be the best cook. Okay. That's ambitious. Ooh. I'm saying that maybe John's a Slytherin cook. Ooh, yeah. Of all of the gym leaders we've talked about so far, he does have the most yeah. Slytherin. Like, you could argue that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to actually suggest Ravenclaw. Um, yeah. So I guess it, it comes down to, is he cooking for the prestige, or is he cooking because it's something that he just enjoys and he doesn't really care about the, the fame and fortune of being a professional chef i don't think it's necessarily the fame and fortune but i think there's the perfectionism the, the, the okay. strive to be the best and okay. use the best ingredients all right then that i i would take that as as kind of a slytherin leading. yeah i think it could absolutely still be ravenclaw that's not a bad reading at all but yeah. i think slytherin is a very interesting i think so here. yeah john the real person now who is known for starting beef with us on our sortings. <laughs> Come at us. If you think your character is, in fact, not Slytherin. Bear in mind, we are not sorting you. Just to be clear. It's not you. It's just your character. Yeah. It's just this fictitious character who resembles you and shares many similar traits with you, but is not you. And is, in fact, the greatest chef in Olsea. <laughs> That's a title. That's a very Slytherin title. <laughs> greatest chef in Olsea. Alex, let's sort Sandra. Sandra. Tell me all about Sandra. Sandra is Sandra. the ground type. Sorry, I, why why do you insist on saying it like that? Sandra is fan. It, is it's elegant. It's elegant. She's old. She's an old elegant lady. She's an old elegant lady. She's not. She's a weirdo. Um, <laughs> you can be weird. You can be weird and elegant. Ah, oh, that's the dream. 
Exactly. Yeah. All right. Sandra is the ground type gym leader. She is a beach grandma, and she was created by me. That one. The person she's, that I'm poking. She's my gym leader. Um, and she's what... Stop poking me in the face. I'm trying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> she is what I aspire to be as a cool grandma. Alex doesn't want to be a mother, but she does want to be a grandmother. I want to be a cool grandma. I want to be a cool old lady. But there's a step to get to that. I know. <laughs> I just think that like there's like a lot of freedom with being like an old lady. Like mm-hmm. You're past the point where you have to impress anyone, and you're allowed to just be free and do whatever the fuck you want. Fun fact, that's still true now. I know, but like I feel like society has like some standards that I need to hold up to and I know that that's fucked up and I shouldn't care but I still do a little bit Mm. whereas when I'm an old lady I don't I don't need to Sandra is constantly giving you a middle finger if you question her (laughs) no she's your she's your loving and supportive grandma oh yeah not you specifically but like the man the man yeah Yeah. the man yeah she's definitely she's got like political stickers on a car that but they're not like actually not like specific political stickers they just say like fuck the man she's been arrested at protests (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's cool also she runs a beach resort or loosely affiliated with the beach resort yeah which is the which is the gym um she is the player character's grandma and she's very supportive but also like she's not gonna hold back yeah she wants you to give her your best and so she fights you uh, she's either the first or the last gym leader that you meet, mm-hmm. which is fun. Uh, and she has, like, just a buckwild sand starfish Pokemon <laughs> alien thing. It is creepy. Because apparently anytime I'm allowed to just go off and make a Pokemon, I make just the weirdest shit. Yeah. <laughs> they should have put me in charge of Ultra Beasts, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the level I'm on. <laughs> Alex is directly responsible for a variety of foot Pokemon. No. <laughs> Alex really likes feet no, Pokemon. one of them is yours. Alex... Oh, yeah, because you weren't going to make a Bigfoot if I didn't bring it on. No, I'm talking about your rabbit. Oh, yeah, whatever. The skis. They're skis. They're feet skis. Yeah. All right. You made one that is literally a foot. Yeah. The concept of this Pokemon is it is just a foot. And I hate it. But you wanted it. It's spooky. You also wanted a Bigfoot. Well, yeah, we're in the Pacific Northwest. I'm just saying you, you are directly responsible for a, a, a not insignificant number of feet Pokemon. I hate feet, too, is the thing. She says. I have, like, the opposite of a foot fetish. <laughs> I find them repulsive. <laughs> you can push me off the couch by sticking your feet towards me. <laughs> no, don't. Please. It's too hot and I don't have space to back away. Be kind. <sighs> What house, Alex? You are the most qualified to sort, Sandra. Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah. She don't give a fuck. Mm. She do what she wants. Yeah. Now we get my boy. <laughs> Who's your boy? My boy is Nick, the ice type gym leader, the opposite end of the region to Sandra, who's the player character's cousin. Nick is an Nick is a snowboarder, or is he a skier? Snowboarder. He's a snowboarder, and I mean, he would do both easily. He likes extreme sports. And he's all about it, and he's like very gung ho and active and cool going. Like, yeah, he's like a, he's like a teenager. He's a, li- a little bit older than the player, but not by too much. Yeah. And he's very enthusiastic and supportive. He's a cool sports dude. Yeah. He's red. And the cool sports he does are dangerous as fuck. Yeah. You got to be brave to do those. Yeah. So he's a Gryffindor. Yeah. Nick's a Gryffindor. There's more Gryffindor. 
gym leaders than I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, it, like... It's kind of a Gryffindor profession. Yeah. You've got to have yeah, that, like... like it is cor- a courageous thing. Yeah. You gotta be, like, be feisty and fighty and... Yeah. Feisty. Feisty. House hot take. Gym leaders are feisty. Well, our final ca- main character is not a gym leader. Oh. Our final main character is just a fucking bastard. He's <laughs> just a bastard. Oh, no, wait, no, he's Pokemon's the bastard. He's Pokemon's. Port is no, not the bastard. he's... Too, though. Is he? Tanner wanted to describe okay. him I, as, as It was as the a character. Bastard. I thought it was going to be the. I thought it was more the Pokemon. It was, like was both. Regardless, <laughs> Porter, created by our good friend Tanner, who has previously been on the podcast, also of. I mean, if you listen to our podcasts, you hear Tanner's ads all the fucking time. They've got a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. And we put ads for them at the end of, like, a not insignificant number of our podcast episodes. Uh, not if I reboot you first. That's the one we've been on multiple times. Loser like me. Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium. Those are the only ones I know of. I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Porter is a reporter. <laughs> do you get the joke? It's good. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. It's, just... it's a very Pokemon. Do you get the joke? It's like rock, but with a B in front of it. <laughs> it's very Pokemon. Yeah, I'm not... It's... It also gives me Ace Attorney vibes. <laughs> Porter is... He, he's he's a tabloid journalist. He's a, he's a paparazzi. Yeah. Or paparazzo is the singular, I think. Whatever. Like, just reports on anything. Just try and get the scoop and get the exclusive. Yeah. Looking for interesting news yeah. that will grab the people and sell more copies of yeah. his paper. Yeah. And I guess, like, unlike every other character we've described so far, does have a character arc. Yeah! Like, I like that we didn't put the professors of main characters when they also actually have a character arc. I guess. <laughs> in fact, most of the characters in the lightning bolt round have a much bigger character arc than any of these. Oops. We did this backwards. Uh... <laughs> it's fine. Porter. Yes. Learns. He starts off really skeezy. But gets better. Gets better. Thanks to you bringing him the truth. And you work together to uncover the, the facts. Yeah. And he starts to realize that, like, reporting the truth is, like, the best way to report. And, like, starts only doing good news, solid, actual yeah. news stuff. And... and then he looks directly into the camera and says, if you support fake news, I will murder you. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump. <laughs> he says that. Yeah. It's weird. It's a yeah. weird little moment yeah. in the game. It's yeah. It's weird that they coded that in. Some people were, like, criticizing it for having a political message. And, like, the creators were like, oh, it seemed kind of subtle to me. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, it's kind of like his weird cutscene in the middle of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> Porter. Uh, Porter definitely, like... Yeah, he, he becomes better and he grows on you and he becomes less of an asshole. Still a Slytherin, though. But yeah, I think he stays a Slytherin. He wants, he wants to be successful as a journalist. Yeah, he wants to make that money. That cash money. Yeah. And you know what? If, if being a reputable source of information is what's going to get him that cash money... Yeah, that poke dollar, poke dollar. Then that's what he's going to do. Does it make him a better person? Yeah. Yeah. But does he also get that cash money? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Porter's a Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. Alex. Yes? It's time. It's time. It's motherfucking time for the lightning type round. <laughs> Is that too much? It was really high pitched. You scared me. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. Was it too much? It's fine. 
First up on our Pokemakers Lightning Bolt round of sorted, we've got Professor Fur. Professor Fur is my self-insert professor. We made sure to still name him after a type of tree, but I remember that my one is Fur because I'm furry. No, you're a fur. You're. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you have the north-based section. Yeah. Is yours. Okay. And a fir tree is like a pine tree, and that's where it would grow. That's fine. That doesn't mean that's how I remember it. <laughs> I remember it because I'm furry. It's incredible. Professor Fur, it's me! Yeah. As a professor who has a long-distance girlfriend Aww. called Professor Fig, who we might talk about in a moment, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll think about it. Uh, professor Fur is a newly qualified professor who doesn't know their specialism yet, but thanks to the player's help, we'll discover that during the game, as a Pokemon professor, they're a fucking Ravenclaw, obviously. Yeah. Alex, tell me the exact same thing about Professor Fig. Professor Fig is, uh, she is a professor in Alex's the- self-insert. She's my self-insert professor character, and she is based in the southern part of the region. She has a long-distance boyfriend who also happens to be a perspective- uh, per- <laughs> <laughs> Who also happens to be a professor. Isn't that cute? Aww. Uh, and, you know, same thing. She doesn't know what she wants to specialize in, but by the end of the story, she figures it out. Uh, and the professors meet up in the middle, and it's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Tell me about Amber and or Arthur. Amber and or Arthur are your two rival characters whose personalities switch depending on the game you're playing. Amber is always from the south part of Olsea, and Arthur is always from the north part of Olsea, so their roles alternate based on the game. One of them is your childhood best friend who is just your good buddy kind of rival. You know, yeah. you're... You're Brendan slash May. You're Serena or... You, you know, the nice rival. The modern day kind hop. of rival. Yeah, you hop. Hop. Yeah. The other one is a fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, they're not. They're just kind of miffed at you because they were supposed to get first choice of the Pokemon, but they had to travel from the other end of the region to get there, and you beat them to it because you helped the professor out. So they ended up with the la- the leftover Pokemon. Yeah. And they're mad at you, but they learn to get over it and become your friend begrudgingly. Yeah, it's still it, it's still kind of like one of those uh, rivalry friendships. Though. Yeah. Like, they are much more of a rival in the, yeah. uh, in the traditional sense. One of them focuses much more on gym battles, the other focuses more on the Astrolite Circus sideshows, which we'll talk about a bit more in a moment. Mm. Whichever of Amber and Arthur is your friend... That'll be the Hufflepuff. They're just they're just a chill, friendly friend person. The other one, I guess, is Slytherin because they're more ambitious. I think. Okay, I like that. Yeah, they're like more driven to be a successful trainer. Yeah. Alex, let's talk about Fleur. Fleur is one of our Elite Four members. Mm. Uh, she is originally from France. I'm not helping. You'll remember. Can no Kalos. Kalos. Thank you. Uh, Fleur is one of our Elite Four members. She is originally from Kalos. Oh, you don't need to repeat that. You need to leave that giant gap in. (laughs) No! From Kalos, grass type. She's a grass type Elite Four. Our Elite Four members are the three starter types. Plus normal. And normal. uh, Because we didn't want those as gym leaders. Yeah, Uh, they're they're overdone. She's probably a Hufflepuff. Okay. She she gives me soft grandma vibes. Hmm. Tell me about Cole. Cole is the Fire-type Elite Four member from Galar, which is fun because Galar's Fire-type specialist was originally from Hoenn, so they didn't have a native Fire-type specialist 
but they do now. It's just in a different region. Yeah. Like that. Ah, I, that makes me happy. It is good. Cole is someone who has a personality, probably. <laughs> uh, did we talk much about the personality? We must have said something about them. Cole's probably a hothead. Cole's a hothead. Cole is, Cole is a fiery hothead. Gryffindor, the classic, you know, f- Gryffindor fire trope, you know, that whole vibe. Probably. Alex, tell me about Hinami. Hinami is the water type Elite Four member. They are from. Do we decide? Johto. They're from Johto. Because they are. They have the tr- like more old fashioned Japanese style to mm. them, um, which Johto is the closest, like, is the most old fashioned region. Excellent. Uh, Hinami is from Johto. They're water type gym leader. Like you said, very old. Elite four member. Elite four member. Um, very traditional. Uh, Ravenclaw. Hmm. Tradition blended with modernity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a a nice combo. Still Ravenclaw. Judy, tell me about Lily. Lily is the final elite four member of Ulsia and is the same Lily. <laughs> That you may know from the Alola games, Sun Moon Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. We just stole her. Well, she fits so well. She's been on her adventure around journeying <laughs> because at the end of those games, she does go on an adventure because she hadn't had Pokemon before and she was a bit scared. Well, I think that being scared of Pokemon was more an anime thing, but she wasn't like used to interacting with Pokemon. But now, by the time of our game, like she goes on an adventure at the end of that game, and now by the time of our game, she's come so far. She's the leader of the Elite Four, which is such a great, like, I love that for her. Yeah. She's a very good skilled Pokemon trainer now. And she went on that whole adventure and she stood up to her mother. She's so brave. Gryffindor, Lily. Do you remember that part of Pokemakers where we just kind of made it a little bit of fan fiction? <laughs> yeah, it's called Pokemakers. The whole thing is fan fiction. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's fair. Alex, tell me about Astrid. Astrid is the champion, the person person you fight after the Elite Four. Do they have a type specialty? No. No. They're just very strong. And I think Lily's girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, we made them <laughs> is girlfriends. That, is that what happened? Yeah. 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 It's fine. It's only kind of fan fiction. She's a Gryffindor. Okay. Tell me about Aster. Aster is the ringleader of the Astrolite Circus and the leader of Team Astro. I just remember that Astrid was his niece. Niece. Yes. Yeah. He's also the uncle of Astrid, the champion, and they have diametrically opposed views. They like, you know, they both do Pokemon stuff, but she battles with Pokemon and is friends with them and stuff. And he wants to make money. He is the ultimate capitalist. He just wants to make money off of Pokemon. He doesn't care about exploiting them or hurting them, which is why he puts them through the circus. You know, that old fashion circus style of having animals and abusing them as part of the show. That's what this guy does. And he does it with Bigfoot. Slash Spookoom. How dare he? Yeah, it's rude. And he sucks and he's a Slytherin capitalist venture bro. Yeah. Alex, tell me about Magic Ian. (laughs) (laughs) Ian's one of the performers of the Astrolite Circus and an admin of Team Astro. Correct. He is a magician. He does stage magic. Yeah. He starts off as... You know, kind of blindly following the circus and being a bad guy, and then he has a turnaround and he ends up being a good guy. Uh, and take, is he the one that takes over the circus? Yeah, he becomes like the new ringleader. Yeah, after. after you take down the big bad, he is now in charge and he leads a much more uh, ethical yeah. circus. Uh, I would say Ravenclaw. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. Tell me about Harlan. Harlan is the clown of the Astrolite Circus. 
and admin. She is loyal to Aster through and through and believes in his goal of money, money, money. <laughs> um, Specifically, like, taking over all of the other small businesses. Yes, and yes. creating a monopoly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, Slytherin. She's just big-time capitalist. Yeah. The clown. Yeah. Hash, ha- house hot take. Capitalists are clowns. <laughs> I was like, we've already done capitalists are Slytherins. That's not new. But capitalists are clowns. That's... That's not even a hot take. That's it's valid. It's bold. That's valid. It's fresh. Mm. It's exciting. Alex, tell me about Carter. Carter is the is another admin. He is an acrobat. That's his deal. He does cartwheels. He does cartwheels. Get it? <laughs> Carter does cartwheels. Ah. Ha 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 ha. Uh, he, like Harlan, stays loyal to uh, Aster the whole time and is just a dick. Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. Ginny, will you tell me about Gus? Gus is the juggler of the circus. He, like Ian, has a change of heart over time about the ways that Team Astro operates. Juggling. <laughs> what house is juggling? Gryffindor. Why? If you're going to learn a skill for fun... Mm. I feel like the type of skill that you learn is indicative of what kind of person you are. Okay. And if the skill that you decide to learn and get good at is juggling, which is extremely performative and useless... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Seems like a pretty hardworking, dedicated kind of thing to do. I guess. Hufflepuff, deal with it. Alex, (laughs) tell me about Pyro. (laughs) Pyro is another admin. He's a fire eater, fire breather. Fire former? He does the stuff with the fire. Uh-huh. Um, unlike most of the other characters, he he's good the whole time through. Well, good is relative here. Yeah. He's a dick. Oh, yeah. But he's... That's he's, relevant. He is a dick, but he's not, like, pro-animal abuse. Yeah. He's, he's, just kind of, he's just kind of grouchy. Yeah. Think I'm like a Nanu in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Okay. What, do you remember the, the, the police officer Kahuna? No. Oh, well, try playing a Pokemon game. I have played that one. Well, remember something about it. I have a bad memory. Well, tough shit, I guess. I don't know. It is. Yeah. My life is terrible. He's a character much like Pyro. Cool. So just just kind of, yeah, just kind of like a grumpy dude, but not because he's evil, just because yeah. he's like that. Sometimes um, you're grumpy. And he ends up, he does end up just sort of like helping you in your mission to do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, Gryffindor. JD, will you tell me about Bridget? Bridget is the quote-unquote strongman performer of the circus, and she is a lot more quiet and reserved compared to the rest of them. She's very much Louisa from... <laughs> from um, Encanto. Encanto. <laughs> because we love. Yeah, it's great. Um, but we don't, in the course of the game, I don't think we really get her opinion on the goings-on of the circus. She's and... a strong, silent type Gryffindor. Yeah. yeah. Alex, tell me about Pino. Pino is our first starter Pokemon. Pino is a pine tree-themed rhino. Yeah. Grass-type Pokemon. Baby. Friend. Wonderful. Hufflepuff. Okay, that's fine. Will you tell me about Caflair? I swear you still forget... Just I was. I'm sorry. I was daydreaming about Pino. <laughs> I just. I want to give him a hug. You just. See, it seemed like you were looking at me expectantly. I was like, I'm waiting for you. No, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Are you also daydreaming about Pino? Daydream Not this with bit me. second. Carflare 
is the fire type cow starter that grows up to be a minotaur. Carflare is a big dummy. Yeah. Carflare is a bit of an idiot who gets spooked by its own bell on its collar. Aww. And, like, uh So. Just I love. A bit of a scaredy cat that evolves into just a big dummy that gores anything. <sighs> Gryffindor. Yeah. Head empty. Yeah. Alex, tell me about Puddlefish. Puddlefish is our water type starter. Puddlefish is a cuttlefish. Squid. Gen- generally squid themed throughout sort the evolution squiddy, line. Yeah, evolves into a sort of mad scientist squid and then a pirate, <laughs> which I'm not quite sure how that happened, but it did and it's very cool. Yeah. Uh, so starts out just kind of like vibing and then turns into like a badass who will cut you. <laughs> um... Gryffindor. Okay. And finally, JD, will you tell me about Shimaruto? Shimaruto is our mascot! It's an electric chipmunk that Alex has made for me in both plush and clay form and trading card form. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shimaruto's just a little guy. I've run out of fake merch I can make you. (laughs) Friend sits on the shoulder. It's kind of a troublemaker. You think? Yeah, I think he's a little feisty. Isn't that like what we had talked about? Like when we originally made him, was that? Oh no, that was so long ago. He's like a he's a little shit starter. Like, do you know? Think about the things we've gone through since this podcast started. Yeah, that's fair. I don't remember. I feel like he's a little, he's mischievous. He's a little guy. Yeah, he's like a chipmunk. Like he's little guy. He's a little mischievous chipmunk. You like to put food people in Hufflepuff. <laughs> Cheeks and chomping. Yeah, I got the cheeks and the chomping. I think you can be a little troublemaker in Hufflepuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hufflepuff! Yeah! Because it's our fucking mascot, and we're Hufflepuffs. Fucking deal with it. No one out there can tell us anything about this Pokemon's personality, because we made it! (laughs) Get wrecked, noobs. Get wrecked, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a fucking end of a Christmas special. Get wrecked, noobs! Get wrecked, everyone. <laughs> and to all, a get wrecked. And to all, a good pwn. <laughs> get wrecked to all, and to all, a good pwn. Yeah. That's it. And that is Pokemakers, aka our other secondary podcast, Sorted. <laughs> Alex, it's time for you, my dear, to sort it out. That's a shame. <laughs> I don't got shit. You know what would make Harry Potter better? What? If someone else wrote it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> How about if it had, if, if like Pokemakers, it had fan ownership? Yeah. Canon is irrelevant. Fanon is all now. Yeah, actually, that's how I'm making Harry Potter better. All fan fiction is now canon. Every, every fan theory and take and simultaneously. It's all canon. Apart from the bad stuff, the gross stuff. No, that too. Really? Yeah, you can't you can't pick and choose. Because where do you draw the line? I don't know. Fucking abusive, manipulative shit. Oh, that's fair. Right? Stuff that's pro the author? I thought you were saying things like squid fucking. Oh, no, that's fine. No, 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 no. That's fine. I'm talking about stuff like shipping Hermione and Bellatrix. Oh, okay. You know... Like, uh, uh. Problematic shit. That's so messed up in so many ways, though. Yeah. I mean, shipping Bellatrix with basically anyone is. <laughs> Bellatrix is inherently problematic. What if? <sighs> what if in the fan fiction she's dating Gilderoy Lockhart? 
Okay, and he's now cha- that he's changed her for no, the better. But that I'm into. That's great. That's fine. You know what? When I say shipping Bellatrix with basically anyone, it's mostly the children. Oh yeah, don't ship adults and children. Yeah, I mean, we're we're cutting that out. That's not happening. Oh, but what about Crumb and Hermione? That's no, an adult and a child. That's getting cut out too. We already sorted that one. We I already know. talked about that one. That one's already cut but, out. But like we're say- we're saying like don't ship adults and children, and that literally happens in canon. Yeah. Anyway, back to my original point. Please. Uh, if Harry Potter was written by someone else, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. A series of ghost writers. Well, yeah. That's the thing I was going to say. <laughs> a thing that helps in basically every piece of media that's not an individual book series is having multiple writers. Yeah. Multiple perspectives and viewpoints. People keeping each other in check. Yeah. And like sensitivity reading and. <laughs> like fucking hell, the author could even still be one of these people, yeah. is the thing. It's just if she's got 20 other voices to drown her out when she says horrifying monstrosity evil bullshit. Yeah, I think I've I've mentioned this before, but like her editors really just needed to like grow a pair. <laughs> just stand up for yourself, man. Someone tell her it's not okay. Thank you for listening to Sorted. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as Green Mountain Mysteries, Cult Classics, and our other show, Pokemakers. Oh, you can find Pokemakers? Shut up. <laughs> oh, po- that's, the, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one we just talked about. That's so funny. Go listen to it now, fuckface. <laughs> Stop calling the audience fuckface. <laughs> I've got to get it out of the system now because I can't do it on Pokemakers. <laughs> like, this is the chaos energy of Sorted. Yeah. And I've got to expel that chaos energy until we have a replacement podcast mm. so that it doesn't bleed into Pokemakers. <laughs> Thank you to Matt Majakimo, the one from Wheel Excuse for our theme song, the House Wilson theme song. And if you agree or disagree with our sorting, you can find us on Twitter at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And while you're there on Twitter, tweet to us your favorite Pokemakers Pokemon and we will sort it. We will. Hairball. Salanthoid. Bumblebuzz. Furious. Bye. Bye. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house. It's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.